Hi, Josh. Glad to hear that you start attending university after this summer vacation. It reminds me with my golden years in college, young and energetic and full of vision to make our world a better place. Had it not been this vision, I would not have embarked on my political pathway. Time flies. I still remember last time we had dinner. You were sitting between your parents, and you asked me what I would do as a legislator to improve the business environment. Which we held the same view that it is vital to Hong Kong's sustained growth and development as a world-class city. This September, you are proudly turning a new page of your life, attending university. I heard that you have recently participated in the protest for public nomination for 2017 CE election, including a sit-in in Central after the end of the July 1st march. Having walked through different stages of my life and career, from being a vocal student interested in politics, striving for success in the business world, and now spending most of my time in serving my home community as a legislator, I do share the same passion as you do in seeing universal suffrage a reality rather than a slogan. Don't get me wrong; like you and many people in Hong Kong. The business sector that I represent are longing for democratic development of representative government, and I'm keen to see our CE to be returned by one man, one vote in 2017. Not only do I wish to see a step forward in our constitutional development through universal suffrage, I, for one, would not hesitate to exercise my vote as a legislator to bring Hong Kong forward to be an open, free, and Democratic society, enabling us to be a shining example of representative government in our nation. The biggest challenge that we are all facing is not why can't this be achieved, but how could this be done, especially in making sure that we are moving forward instead of being held back or standing still. I was brought up in the post-war era, and my college days in the states during the 70s were fascinated with social movements. Anti-war and anti-establishment included. As a young man full of ideals, I was not unattracted to street protests and marches for all sorts of rights in a diverse society like the United States. If exposure to a wider world and surviving in a highly diverse and competitive environment were testimony of my upbringing. My life so far has also taught me to be a pragmatic builder who would lay bricks on solid foundations instead of castling our home in the air. In that, we have to realize that all political systems are evolved and refined through consensus, and at times compromises that are often struggled with differences and constraints. In the extensive debated constitutional development in Hong Kong. The main difference lies in the nomination procedures within the framework of the Basic Law. The headache we are having is not only the divergence view of how the nomination committee should take shape, but polarized view on whether one should stretch and even go beyond what the Basic Law has provided. Worse still, the society is divided if we should. Forego universal suffrage if the nomination procedures could not meet the so-called international standards, the content of which unfortunately remain undefined and in dispute. Josh, from what I have seen since my college days, doing international studies, and in the world that I work and lived, 
I don't think there are absolute and universal standards of democracy. Different systems were built in different countries and jurisdictions with different political, cultural, and economic contexts. Hence, the way to realize the democratic ideals could hardly be the same. Honestly, there is no one size that fits all. It remains the common task and shared responsibility amongst us to work out a system that could give due regards to the fabric of history, culture, economic, social, and political reality. Simply pushing one's goal by superimposing it on others without recognizing the fundamental framework of one country to system would make the long-standing effort to achieve universal suffrage futile. One thing is crystal clear. Universal suffrage in Hong Kong could only be achieved within our constitutional and legal framework, that is, the Basic Law. Article 45 of the Basic Law clearly stipulates that the power to nominate candidates is vested with the nominating committee. Therefore, any proposal, including public nomination, seeking to bypass the nomination committee or undermine its nomination power, will not be acceptable in the law. And will just be a non-starter in political terms. Five months of consultation has gone by, but the public opinion looks more diverse than converge. I am deeply concerned if our society should spend endless time in arguing the nomination procedures outside the purview of the basic law. I am afraid we will waste precious time over the so-called international standards, and this would lead the city to nowhere near consensus. And without a consensus, we can hardly get sufficient vote in our legislative for putting the universal suffrage in place. And 2017 direct election of our CE will remain castle in the air. Worse still, we are seeing some extreme movements advocating unlawful occupation of Central with a view of paralyzing our core business district. The reactions from the society as a whole have been loud and clear. Over one million people have walked out to sign against the Occupy Central campaign. This is no small number, and is widely echoed by chambers of commerce, trade groups, professional bodies, which put out open letters, advertisements, and banners and posters. The message is that together we aspire to achieve direct election of our chief executive by 2017, not by threat or even violence, but by consensus building. We wish to see rational and sensible dialogue to narrow differences, and not stoning and ruining law and order that we work so hard to build and preserve. Josh, I know your heart is in the right place in seeking to build a more democratic Hong Kong, but I know parents like yours are deeply concerned if democratic movements proclaiming love and peace should be pursued by way of unlawful acts. With the consequences of exposing young people like you to risk of criminal sanctions that are totally uncalled for, no political system is static, and our constitution development should not remain idle. I trust that if there is a will, there is a way—a will that is driven not by a long voice, but a common consensus that is built upon mutual understanding, respect of the law, and most important of all. Share responsibility among all, even people with dissenting voice. With this hope in mind, I look forward to talking to you when you return home. Best regards, Jeff.